Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Robotics. My name is Nikki Rousseau, I'm your host, and it's my pleasure to introduce you to the robotics in Australia, um, in Australia and our community here. Today, I have a very special guest, Andrew Bate. He is the founder of Swarm Farm Robotics. In 2012, he and his wife, Josie, set out on a journey to change the face of farming by creating robotic technology for agriculture. In 2016, he released the Swarm Bot 3 platform, and he and his wife are one of the only robotic companies in the world with swarms of real robots out working on commercial farms in Australia. Andrew, welcome, and thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks, Nikki, and just great to be part of the podcast. Oh, fantastic. And thank you again, because I know you're super busy with uh, the wheat that's come early. So you're a farmer to the core. Uh, do you come from a farming family? Look, I do. So I grew up on a farm. Um, went, um, I guess I studied agriculture as a subject when I was at school. Some of our schools here still have agriculture as part of the curriculum. Um, I went to university and did agronomy. Um, spent some time as a field agronomist, so out checking cotton, and horticultural crops, um, everything from, um, uh, you, you know, hybrid seeds and sunflower and sorghum through to coriander, melons, pumpkins, um, into cotton, chickpeas, um, and then returned to family farm um, and um, have farmed for the last 25 years as well. So on our farm, we grow um, wheat, uh, we grow chickpeas, uh, also grow sorghum, mung beans, and we run beef cattle as well. So um, yep, farmer to the core. I don't get to do as much farming as I used to. Um, I think it's my night job now. I spend most of my time on robotics, um, but I still keep a hand in the farm around day-to-day operations. And yes, in the last week, I've become a full-time farmer again. Um, Harvest has come in early and uh, our our farm manager and his wife are off having a baby. So uh, I've stepped in to do some more farming. So uh, it's been great fun. So uh, for our listeners, today is actually the 6th of September and we're going to be spot on releasing this today or tomorrow. So when you talk about the wheat has come early, it is literally this week. It, it is happening right now. So um, <laughs> we've got uh, two two harvesters or combines out there running now. We'll have a third one running uh, in the next day or so. Um, the trucks are warmed up and, and cycling now. So the trucks are carting it away. And um, we're still getting plenty of sleep, but it's going to get busier from here on in. Well, thank you for your time, and uh, we'll, I'll be mindful of it. Your journey of change, what set you on the path of adopting robotics for agriculture? Look, um, probably a little bit um, unique, like, you know, I'm, I'm the CEO and founder of an agrobotic company, and, and, and yet I'm not an engineer, I'm, I'm an agronomist, uh, and then a farmer. And, you know, I, I suppose I picked up all the ag mechanisation subjects when I was at uni because I loved anything mechanical. I probably should have been an engineer. Um, but I guess my passion was in farming and I just liked to tinker. So I had to choose one of the two. So I chose farming. Um, and, um, you know, I suppose I've always tinkered and fiddled and I've always modified farm machinery and built my own. And, you know, that desire to farm better is where Swarm Farm grew out of because everything we do here on our farm is about farming better and more sustainably. And, you know, I guess we got to the top of our game in terms of back best practice and what we were doing in terms of, you know, reducing soil erosion and runoff of nutrients and and chemicals and, you know, efficient use of fuel and, and all those sort of things. And the whole thing about Swarm Farm was we plateaued out and, you know, what was going to be the next big wave? 
And for me, it was, well, we can't just keep tipping more chemicals on our soils. We can't just keep adding more fertilizer. Um, we have these massive farming machines in agriculture now. When I started farming, you know, a tractor or a sprayer or a harvester weighed, you know, maybe seven tonnes. Nowadays, best practice, modern machinery weighs 20 to 30 tonnes. Machines have just got so big and heavy, it's been this huge productivity thing, like get a bigger tractor, buy another farm, farm more acres. Um, you need the labour savings, you buy an even bigger tractor and a bigger harvester and a bigger planter. And that's been how we've been successful. And um, for me, it was like, well, we're actually going backwards. We had some of the biggest equipment in the industry on our own farm, but we didn't farm as well as what we did when I first started farming because it was too big. It was too heavy. We were compacting the soil and doing damage. And so the big thing was, if we could go to robotics, we didn't have to be big anymore. The only reason we were big was to try and be efficient and to try to be bigger than the neighbour, right? Um, the ego trip. And robotics was an entire flip because we could all of a sudden make machines that were the best possible machine to actually grow a food crop, um, not get over the most acres with a large machine. So that's where the thinking started was, you know, um, while so many people were saying we could build a driverless tractor or we could automate that, I was thinking differently. I was thinking we could farm better with this technology. I don't care about automating it. Um, what I want to do is develop the next wave of technology that makes us better farmers. And robotics was the unlock key to that. So that's where the thinking kind of kind of came from. And it was thinking about how do we actually put our seed in the ground or our plant in the ground to plant it? How do we, you know, um, give that crop the nutrition it needs? How do we keep the pests and diseases out of that crop? Not we do this with a tractor, we spray this chemical on it, we harvest it this way. Robots was a chance to actually totally reinvent the way we produce our food. So, um, and that's kind of how I got started. So, um, you know, here's me as a farmer, um, uh, certainly not an engineer or a software developer, just a guy who likes tinkering in his shed and um, had this vision about what I wanted to do. And this was back in, probably kicked off about 2008. Um, I like to say it's before you could buy a, a drone from Harvey Norman. Um, I don't think Uber existed. I don't think Google had a driverless car back in that day. Um, but we partnered with some universities and got started developing our technology. I learned how to build software teams. I learned how to build a product roadmap. And we kind of launched our vision and, and farmers kind of signed up for it. And there was other believers out there who said, there must be a better way. We can do farming better. It doesn't have to be bigger. We can actually reinvent the way we produce our food crops and and um, we kind of developed this cult following the swarm farm. Well, um, fast and nimble and light, you know, if you're talking about uh, 80 tonnes down to 20 tonnes, just the fuel to keep those tractors and machines going, there must be enormous cost and a difference in the cost. Oh, look, you know, you've got, you know, the, the incumbents out there like John Deere and Case still releasing the biggest tractor ever made and it's their headline. There's a, I think it's 700 horsepower tractor got released the other day and that's the headline and it's like, is a 700 horsepower tractor going to do a better job because it's going to weigh 25 tons? Is it going to do a better job than what we were doing 20 years ago? Well, it's not. It's going to save some labour because it's so big, but it's going to damage the hell out of the soil. It's going to burn a heap of fuel. It's going to compact a heap of the ground, and it's it's more of the same uh, heading the wrong direction. So, um, you know, the, the chance to to flip this around about how we farm better is is a complete change in thinking. Tell us about Swarmbot 3 platform and how does it work? So um, what we've done, there's, there's two things we've developed at Swarm Farm. Um, we build an autonomous robot and it's like a platform technology. And um, 
And I think it's it's something that we came across early and it's, it's sort of stuck with us. If we're truly going to revolutionise um, farming and if we're truly going to change the way food crops are produced from a field practices point of view, um, we can't do it alone. Um, there's no way that Swarm Farm as a company can develop the thousands of uses around the world that are needed to truly change the way we produce foods because um, wheat is grown, needs different technology to cotton, needs different technology to oil palm, needs different technology to pineapples, needs different technology to sunflowers. And then throw in the mix of that, soils in the Ukraine are different to the soils in Australia, are different to the soils in you know, England, are different to the soils in Canada, are different to the soils in South America. Then add on top of that the climate, the rainfall. Then on add on top of that, I mean, some farmers are organic, some are biodynamic, some are conventional, um, some are regenerative. There's all these other farming practices and also marketing um, and production um, nuances added on top of that. So what we decided to do was build a platform. Um, we decided that if we could build the autonomy and the platform to carry this technology and this change to market, we could partner with all these different companies and all these different innovators around the world who are thinking differently about farming, who are going to develop the technology on top of our robots. Think of the companies that can can kind of that are working on how to kill weeds without chemicals um, think of the companies who are producing biological products that can that can help as crop protection products for either insects or or, or fungal diseases um, think about the companies that are working out how to identify the most nutritious tomatoes on a tomato bush and be able to pick those and segregate them out um, so what we do is we partner with other innovators to help carry their technology to market so we're an underlying autonomy platform, uh, and, and that's our physical robot. And then we actually have like an app store we call Swarm Connect that helps these other companies integrate their technology on board and carry it through to farmers. So it's kind of a two-tiered approach to what we do. And, um, yeah, I mean, we believe that, um, you know, we need an entire global village of innovators to make this a success and see through what we're doing. But, um, but back to the nuts and bolts and the software and all the things we do, we're an end-to-end -end company. Um, we develop all of our own software. We write our own code base for full stack autonomy. Um, we write our own apps to go on the app store to, so farmers to use our robots. We design our robots. We prototype them. We manufacture them. We sell them and we support them to end of life um, all as an in-house company. Um, so we're an end-to-end -end company in terms of the actual robot itself. Um, and, um, and then we partner with partners in within Swarm Connect to help other people integrate their technology on board. And what's the uptake been like with the farmers in Australia? Oh, look, phenomenal. I mean, uh, you know, I, I think Australia truly leads um, autonomy globally. Um, you know, I mean, we've got uh, around 65 robots out there with customers now. Um, they've done uh, over 2 million acres now commercially farmed with our robots. Um, these things aren't in research trials or university test plots. These are working with farmers 24-7 around the clock, um, you know, here in Australia, and we're truly making a difference. And, you know, we, we've measured the amount of pesticide we've prevented from use in the environment, you know, with our robots. And, um, you know, we're over a million litres a year now um, that we've taken out of use in, here in Australia. And that's a phenomenal, phenomenal result. I mean, there's not one farmer in the country who wants to use an extra litre of pesticide on his farm. There's not one consumer who wants to buy lettuce with an extra gram of pesticide on it. Um, this is a win-win, and, and that's the shift in farming practices we're already seeing um, with robots here in the Australian market. And, um, yeah, it's an exciting time for us. We've, um, 
we've just just um, delivered our first robot to the US, so it's uh, it's being unpacked as we speak, and it's an exciting new journey for us. You, I'm actually inclined to say that um, produce that's sold in Willys, Coles, etc., have a sticker on that that this comes from a farm that's actually been using and utilizing ro robots because you know what you eat and you look at our phenomenal cancer rates there must be a link look you know we need crop protection products to feed the world yeah. um but what there's so much more smart technology we can put on top of how we apply products now whether it's a biological pesticide or a chemical pesticide um you know, like there's some crops that need protection from fungicides and, you know, from fungal infections. We need to use products to protect those. Um, but, you know, the opportunity to use robotics to drastically cut the amount we use and also to use robotics to bring to market new innovations that wouldn't have got to market in traditional ag and, and you know, particularly the biological products that are out there or field practices. I mean, you know, right now, agriculture is an answer to can. You can find a problem you go and you look at a, some sort of a product in a can, you can tip in your spray tank to solve that problem. That's kind of the mentality. Um, and that's the thinking, and that's where the blinkers goes on with modern farming. But with robotics in agriculture and new thinking, we can start to change the way we actually solve these problems. It's not just an answer in a can. It might be a UV light um, being shot on a fungal disease to kill that fungal disease rather than just another fungicide we spray on a crop. And if we can knock out 80% of fungal disease with UV light uh, on a robot, and then maybe only use 10% of the fungal product, you know, anti-fungus type, pro uh, sorry, a fungicide type product. That's got to be a great outcome um, for farmers, you know, in terms of the cost of these pesticides and the amounts they use for consumers who are, you know, buying this product and for the environment. So that's the sort of shifts we're going to see. As far as you know, is robotics now incorporated in, into an agricultural degree? Sorry, what's that question again? As far as you know, is robotics incorporated into an agricultural degree when you go and study for agriculture? No, it's it's not. So it's not, but it should be, and I think it will be. Um, yeah. You know, we have a lot of schools and, and yeah. universities contacting us. So we do a bit of public, uh, sorry, speaking and, and guest events um, to kind of um, at universities and schools, and we'll probably do more of those, I think, going forward because it's something we passionately believe in and, and, um, you know, one of our values within Swarm Farm is growing rural communities. Um, we want to see um, rural communities and towns grow and prosper and, and, and become stronger. And, you know, with this revolution that's happening in robotics now that's getting kind of to inflection point, there's going to be so many new opportunities to develop technology to go on board robots, to deploy them, to optimise them, um, the change in farming practices. And it's and, you know, we do need to upskill and, you know, encourage that next generation of farmers. I mean, we can't have two two people we've recruited within the team. We've got, you know, guys that have and, and women that have, you know, studied engineering or, or science or um, whatever stream they may have chosen. Um, and we kind of turned them into farmers um, that would never have had any exposure to farming. They probably would have ended up in a mining company or, you know, some sort of tech company somewhere, but it probably wouldn't have been an ag. And we've 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 bring, brought those people to our industry, and it's just so great to see new people coming into agriculture. And then we've also got you know uh, you know a lot of um, you know young people that kind of grew up in farming and kind of you know have studied and gone to uni and done other things that we're bringing back into farming because they've got a true passion for it as well. And you know they're loving nothing better than getting back involved in cutting edge stuff in eggs. So um, yeah, it's something we're really proud of. Um, 
about dragging people out of, you know, capital cities or, you know, to me, um, roles that are great but really don't make a difference to into roles that actually truly do make a difference that are connected to the environment and farming and food production and getting them to be part of that because, you know, I, I don't know, I'm, I guess it's the farming roots in me, but there's nothing better than, you know, growing food and crops and being part of the industry that agriculture is. I can see you completely inspired. You're inspiring me. If I wasn't my age, I'd come and knock on your door for a job. Speaking of jobs, like we had a conversation a few weeks ago of, you know, you're desperately looking for people. How has that situation played out? Look, good. We, um, we've, we've, we've onboarded around 37 people this year. So um, wow. we've put quite a few people into the team now. So we're, we're rapidly growing. Um, and, um, and, and, and we're, we're bringing more people on as well. So, um, it's, um, you know, as everyone knows, it's, um, it's hard work recruiting no matter what industry you're in now. Um, and, um, yeah, you know, and we're still looking for more people within our team. So any great engineers out there that wants to be part of something that's really special, love to chat because, um, yeah, we, we still have some more vacancies within the team and, um, would, would love some more, more people, um, that are passionate to join us. Fantastic. You've got to call out there, uh, link up with Andrew on LinkedIn. If you're not, send him a message there. Um, we'll possibly put his email address in. You may have to be a little bit patient because he's a busy man, but he will get back to you. Andrew, typical question around ro robots will take your jobs. What's your response to this? Look, um, the first five robots we ever sold, which was back in about 2008, uh, sorry, 2018, um, it was really interesting because um, when I was was talking to those farmers, um, they all in a roundabout way came back to the same thing. But one of them said it so well. He said, I've just got to have this technology on my farm because we need more young, smart people into agriculture. We need to drag people in that um, might not have thought of agriculture as a career. And this is the sort of technology that brings people to our industry. And, um, you know, the vision within that farm is something that stuck with me today because, um, you know, I, I am, a, well, I think I'm a young farmer still, I'm probably a mid-age farmer now, but uh, I've been a young farmer and it's been, you know, there's been so many opportunities and such, such, such a great industry to be in. And, you know, our, if our technology can help grow and bring more people to agriculture, that's fantastic. I mean, if you look at agriculture now, I mean, you know, locking someone in a glass box, which is a tractor cab, um, for days on end and saying you just got to play with Twitter and Facebook for the next three weeks is probably almost human rights abuse. Um, yeah. If you said, I'm going to lock you in this glass box and there's nothing much to do other than look at your screen, um, you know, it's not that great. Um, but the ability with robotics to actually get people out and get their feet on the ground and be actual farmer, not a machinery operator, and to really engage in nutrition of the soil, um, you know, the crop, varieties, the crop growth and growth stage, the marketing of that crop, um, the production system across the farm is, 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 is actually the thing that people want to do and want to be part in the industry. Um, and, um, you know, I think the opportunities that robotics is bringing into agriculture is, is, is one of the biggest draw cards of actually getting involved in agriculture robots about bringing more people in. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's actually a really really big thing for our industry and revitalizing it tell me your wife josie is part of the team uh what is her role in the company yeah so we're, we're a husband and wife team um we're both farmers and and both ag tech entrepreneurs i guess um so um, i'm probably the vision and she's she's the detail um <laughs> so we kind of match up pretty well um so um 
yeah, it's um, yeah, it's unique. I, I guess you know, husband and wife teams are quite common in in farming, and it's completely the norm, and probably less common in uh, tech startups. Um, but it's a successful, um, very successful thing for us. So, uh, and something we're both very passionate about. Well, a big shout out to Josie, who's not on the podcast with us this morning, but um, of course, acknowledging her role in your success. Absolutely. You should drag her in for an interview, I think, Nikki. I will. I will. Our next one, Josie, will be sitting there. So you've just mentioned you've sold your first robot to the US. Do you think you're going to become a serious uh, player in that market? Look, when we when we started Swarm Farm, um, we didn't set out to... Um, create robots just for our own farm or just for Australian farmers. We wanted to truly make a dent in the universe. And um, we want to see, I mean, success to me means seeing our technology roll out across the world and make a difference for farmers. And, you know, um, you know, to me, that would mean, I could, you know, that to me means success. And, and I'm not just talking about, you know, advanced nations and, and that, are, that are already mature in their farming. I, I think that there's a huge role for us to play um, in developing nations um, around the world as well. Um, and, you know, um, there's literally, you know, millions and millions of people around the world who produce their food and, and grow it in developing nations. And, and they, you know, their environment counts too, and their farming sustainability counts too, and their agricultural communities are important too. And so, you know, as we roll this technology out, I think it's going to be interesting and in what we can do, you know, in, in developing agricultural nations that may not even, that don't even have the current ag technology that we consider mainstream now. Um, it's going to be really interesting because they have the same problems with overuse of fertilizer, the same problems with soil compaction and soil erosion. Um, they have the same problems with, you know, the use of chemicals. And um, I think we can have a really big impact there and and potentially even that, that kind of super impact, you know, with with um, data and information, where some of these nations never had copper wire connectivity, they jump straight to three G, four G, and five G. Um, we might see some, you know, quantum leaps there in some of these developing nations and their ag systems with robotics because they don't have a legacy of traditional farm machinery there anyway. So pretty interested in, you know, and and that side of things, you know, as well. Yeah, it's a um, it's a six degree separation, and we're actually a community of people. So what we do here actually affects the world in other places, right, and vice versa. Oh, definitely, and you know, Australia is really strong in its ag tech. We always have been, and um, I think it's because we're not subsidised here as farmers in Australia. I mean, if you're a European farmer or a US farmer, um, you get a cheque written from the government each year to prop up what you do, so you don't genuinely have to innovate. In Australia, you know, we're on the driest island continent in the world with some of the most ancient soils with low fertility with the most variable you know climate of any nation around the world and we're not subsidized as farmers and I think Australian farmers are proud of that and I think that's why Australian farmers innovate so well and that's why we have such a strong ag tech industry here in Australia so you know we talk about export you know export industries well um, if ag tech and ag robotics isn't an export industry for this country, I don't know what is because we have this huge opportunity in front of us here uh, as a nation with round ag tech. Yeah, round field robotics. Um, Andrew, I'm mindful of your, your time. I know you want to get back onto the field there. Um, closer to home, you've been a huge supporter of Robotics Australia Group, um, been a member since its inception. So thank you so much for that. Um, any thoughts that you would like to share on that with the rest of the community? Oh, look, I, I think... Um, you know, robotics is a is a really is a growing thing here in Australia, and 
Um, and, and we also have a bit of a natural advantage, particularly, you know, in, in my, my opinion around outdoor robotics and robotics that operate in outdoor environments, um, whether that's military mining, agriculture, environment type type technology. And, um, you know, I think it's just great with Robotics Australia supporting the growth of these companies and the opportunity because it's creating that village and, and, and you know, I guess the like-minded people together to help, you know, support industry events, to grow the pie um, and create opportunities for us all. So it's that rising tide that floats all boats. Um, That's it. It's great to have Robotics Australia helping us. Well, thank you very much for your support. Um, where could people reach out to you if they want any further information or uh, they want your solution? Look, um, go to our website, uh, swarmfarm.com, um, and, or, or on LinkedIn, you'll, you'll find me there as well. So, um, yeah, um, get in touch and um, we'd love to chat. Fantastic. Andrew, thank you very, very much for your time today. It's been an absolute pleasure and very enlightening speaking to you. Terrific. Thanks, Nikki. Really appreciate it. Thank you. And to our audience out there, um, I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. I look forward to your company again soon, wherever you are in the world, look after yourself. Mm-hmm.